0: Good evening, everyone. This is Minister McMahon. Today, we'll be reading from Psalms 3 and Psalms 4 and Proverbs 3. But first, we're going to hear a word from our sponsor. Do you have a program you would like to air? Then try Anchor. They have free platforms to create your program and tools like record and audio. And you can arrange your episodes and add music and sound effects. So try Anchor Podcast today. Now we will return to our regularly scheduled program. Hello, everyone. This is Minister MacMillan. We're now going to start in Psalms 3. Lord, how are thy increase that trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for him in God, Selah. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me. My glory and the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. I laid me down and sleep. I awakened, for the Lord sustained me. And when I will not be afraid of ten thousands of people that have set themselves against me round about, (coughs) Arise, O Lord, and save me. O oh my God, for thou hast submitted all my enemies upon thy cheekbone, and thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord, and thy blessing is upon thy people. Selah. <coughs> <coughs> So, this Psalms is a very good Psalms for in times of trouble when you have things coming at you from all different directions and people um, acting, let's just say, acting out, and also seems like everyone is out to get you, (laughs) kind of say. Um, And so, this is a good Psalm to remember and to say over to yourself and keep trusting in the Lord to deliver you out of your situations. Okay, we're going to move to Psalms 4. Hear me when I call, O God, of my righteousness. Thou hast enlarged me when I was in distress. Have mercy upon me and hear my prayer. O ye sons of men, how long will ye turn my glory into shame? How long will ye love, vanity, and seek after leasing? Selah. But know that the Lord hath set apart him that is godly for himself. The Lord will hear when I call unto him. Stand in awe and sin not. Commune with your own heart upon your bed and be still, Selah. Offer offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. There be many that say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift thou up by the light of thy countenance upon us. And thou hast put gladness in my heart, and more than in the time that their corn and their wine increased. I will both lay me down in peace and sleep, for thou, Lord, only makest me dwell in safety. So again, here, he is putting his trust in the Lord uh, when things are just seem to be going awry. And of course, the question is put forth, when is man going to stop being so vain and um, running after things that put him in debt? And then, of course, he has to call on the Lord when he gets in trouble. Okay. Um, now let's move on to s- Proverbs three. <clears throat> Proverbs three. My son, forget not my law, but let thy heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall I add to thee. So, we've gone over this before. The Lord's commandments is his commandments. And if you keep them, then you should have a peaceful life. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck and write them upon thy tablet of thine heart. Again, let's read. Reread this. It says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. So always keep mercy and safety. It says, Bind them about thy neck. So you can't get much closer than that. You need to keep them very close. Mercy for others and truth. Tell truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Be merciful. So shalt thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Of course, God appreciates you being truthful and merciful. And so will man. Man will appreciate it as well, especially when he's the recipient on the other end. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. So, if you have a situation and you are not sure about that situation, or even if you think you are sure, you should go before the Lord and speak to the Lord about it before you make any moves of your own. In all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. I just said that. Exactly what I just said. Uh, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Uh, It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Um, I think that's pretty explanatory. Um, (laughs) If you do these things you stay healthy, period. <laughs> um so shall thy so shall thy barns be filled with plenty and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. So increase, increase, increase. Okay? Um says so I'm sorry I skipped a, a line. It says honor the Lord with thy substance and with thy first fruits of all thy increase. Now, I want to go over this because it says, Honor the Lord with thy substance. With thy substance is you, yourself, okay? You before the Lord, and with thy first fruits of thine increase. So, if you have received an increase, I don't care what it is, uh, maybe you got a. Um, Promotion on your job, maybe you got some extra money in your bank account uh maybe uh someone gave you a pair of shoes and you weren't expecting it, whatever the increase is. Take yourself before the Lord and thank him for placing it on the person's mind to give you the shoes or Having your boss acknowledge that you know you can do the job that he's uh he's elevated you to, or thank you for the extra money that uh that you placed into my account, or whatever the situation is, go before the Lord and give thanks and praise unto him, so shall thy bonds be filled with plenty and thy Presses shall burst out with new wine. So basically they're saying, and so if you do that, then you will be in it'll be more, more increase. Uh my son despise not the chasing of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. So when the Lord lets you know, and he will, in uncertain terms, that you go in the wrong way. You did the wrong thing. Um, something happens that's unexpected. You don't understand, but yet you find out mm, you might be uh, doing something that the Lord is not pleased with and it's confirmed. Uh, absolutely, this is what it's referring to. You should not... Uh, get upset because the Lord is chasing you or correcting you. For whom the Lord loveth, he ch- he correcteth, even as a father, the son, on whom he delighteth. So you think about when, uh, as a parent, you're raising your child and you chastise your child or you, you correct your child. You know, it's it's because you love your child and you want them to do better than you're doing. You're steering them in the right direction. Well, it's the same thing with the Lord. Um, <clears throat> Happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that giveth understanding. Absolutely. Because if you don't have wisdom and and knowledge, understanding, <laughs> you can't go very far um for the merchandise for the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the grain thereof than fine gold exactly i mean what can you do with those things if you don't have the inkling to know what to do with them okay she is more precious than rubies and all the things thou cast desire are not to be compared unto her Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand, riches and honor. So no matter how long it takes, the outcome is the same. You will increase. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her and happy is everyone that retaineth her. Absolutely. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth by understanding, hath he established the heavens. Okay? Let's read that again. The Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth. By understanding hath he established the heavens. Okay? By this knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. My son, let not them depart from thine eyes. Keep sound wisdom and discretion. So shall they be life unto thy soul and grace to thy neck. Then shall thou walk in thy way safely and thy foot shall not stumble. <clears throat> so, let's read that again. So, if you keep wisdom and understanding, then you shall walk in thy way safely, and thy foot shall not stumble. When thou lease, when thou layest down, thou shall not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lay down, and thy sleep shall be sweet. Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Now he's not telling you the wicked will not come at any time. Yes, it will, but you'll be prepared because you have the wisdom and knowledge and know-how to come out of those things. For the Lord shall be thy confidence, and shall keep thy foot from being taken. See, withhold not good from them to whom it is due, when it is in the power of thy hand to do it. okay? Now, for example, this situation with uh someone, two people going up for a position, okay. And you know that one person, he may not have all the qualifications, but you know that person by his worth ethics and by working with him and listening to your other colleagues that have worked with him, you know that this person is best suited for the job. So, you should give him the job. You should not go and give a job to someone because they have a degree and they have all the qualifications of paper because paper doesn't stand up to wisdom and knowledge. If they don't have the wisdom and knowledge to perform the task, that paper means absolutely nothing. Okay. Say not unto thy neighbor, go and come again, and tomorrow I will give when thou hast it by thee, so you see he's telling you, don't put off today which you don't put off tomorrow, which you can do today uh if if someone is uh let's go back to the case of the, the two people who are up for a position, okay? Don't put that person off saying, well, uh, you know what? I'll get to you another time. I'm going to deal with this person, and the next time around, I'll get to you. No, don't do that, because that's not That is not proper, and you're going to suffer for it because in the long run, you're going to end up letting go the the other person with the paper because you're going to go through so much with that person trying to train them when you already had somebody that knew the the business already, and you didn't have to do anything but put them in a position, and they would have easily done whatever needed to be done. Okay. All right, so um, I don't know why that just came up, but it's very fitting. Uh, Devise not evil against thy neighbor, seeing he dwelleth securely by thee. So, seeing that your neighbor is comfortable and not having any problems, don't make trouble for your neighbor. And that goes for a family member as well, or anybody else that you know of nearby. Strive not with a man without cause, if he have done thee no harm. Uh, Envy thou not the oppressor and choose none of his ways. (coughs) Okay. Uh, For the forward is abomination to the Lord, but... His secret is with the righteous. The curse of the Lord is in the house of the wicked, but he blesses the habitation of the just. So, I mean, all of these are really self-explanatory. Surely he surely he scorneth the scorn scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly, so uh someone who bullies um um who uh picks at someone or who starts things um the Lord frowns upon those things, and of course. That will come back on you. Whereas the person who is the victim, or as he puts the lowly, graces with them. And um, more than likely, that outcome is going to be much better. The wise shall inherit uh, glory, but shame shall be the <clears throat> promotion of fools. Okay. So that is that is our reading for today. Now <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry I have a little, <clears throat> little bit of a cold today. Um <clears throat> I want to go back to uh, the story of Hagar, Sarah, and Abraham. I found out some very interesting information about the story, and I wanted to share it with some of you. Um, First of all, the first question is, who was Hagar? Now, in the story, it tells you that Hagar was uh servant or she was listed as um concubine, um, <clears throat> a bondswoman. But when I went digging for information about Hagar, I came up with some very interesting stories from the uh, Jewish society and from the um uh Muslim society uh, both of them had a similar story about Hagar being a princess belonging to the dynasty of uh, the, a 13th century dynasty of K uh, E K H E N D J E R. K-H-E-N-D-J-E-R uh, It was the first uh, Semitic Um, kingdom in Egypt. And uh, he was the the soul of Re is powerful or U-S-C-K-A-R-E. Now, I found this to be really interesting on a number of factors. For instance, uh, in the story, Hagar is raised with the knowledge of the Hebraic customs and traditions, and she spoke the language. So um, it would have been very easy for her to live with uh, Abraham and Sarah without having any difficulties whatsoever. Um, Her father's kingdom reigned for 155 years. Um, However, it fell to uh, paganism. <clears throat> Which at the time, the story does say that she w- was uh trying to leave uh the uh, leave the kingdom uh with Abraham and Sarah because she wanted to learn more and she wasn't learning as much as she wanted to because the kingdom was uh in turmoil. Uh, between paganism and and God. So you had people in the kingdom who believed in God, and then you had other people in the kingdom who had their pagan gods, their statues and things. Um, I also found out that her and Sarah got to be really good friends. And so this would really... uh this would really uh kind of put a, a understanding on why she left with sarah and abraham uh not by a force issue or anything but because she was getting along so well with sarah but then i found another interesting fact and that was that her father was, um, her father was related to Abraham. And so, then the question goes up as to, uh, did Abraham know who he was when he sojourned there because of the famine? And is that why he went there? Um, so I I was looking and looking and looking and I found this book called Jaster, J A S H E R, and in the book it talks about um, how uh, his name his his Hebrew his Hebrew name was A R P A C H S H A D. Pack of shit. Um, but that wasn't his name per se as the king. His name as the king was, uh, our our fax. Yeah, our our fax. Okay. Um, Which is A R P H A S A D. So it it took me uh, it threw me back a little bit, and I was like, "This makes a lot of sense because uh, when you looking up his name, it always tells you that are uh, facts that is his uh, is the name that was his throne name." And you say, well, if if that's his throne name, what's his real name? So it took me a while to find out what his real name actually was. And even uh, as I looked it up even further, because you know I'm going to go into the scriptures to see if it's there. Some books it is, and some books it's not. I just happen to have a book that his name is actually in my book. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> um, I found that he is uh, Shem's son. Now let's think about this now, because Abraham is Shem's line too, but this is Shem's son. So as I started looking even further, I found that when uh. Aphaxit was born. He was born two years after the flood. Okay? And when Abraham was born, Aphaxit was 292 years old. Now, here's where you know that they all had have known each other because they all still lived in the area. Uh, at that point in time, even though the Lord had shortened man's lifespan, most of Noah's family still was living at the ages as high as 969 years was Methuselah, which he was the uh, oldest living. And then they, you know, went from there to three, 400 years. So, um... They lived a long time, even so. And because of that, they must have known each other. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's like staggering to realize that here it is. His great, 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 great grandfather is who he went to see. And it, it, it behooved me to wonder, he had to know that that was his grandfather. Um, and that's who he was going to see. And it would make sense that he would entrust his daughter to go back with Sarah and Abraham, um, to live because she already knew the customs. Um, And she and Sarah got along well. Okay. So uh, that was uh, one of the interesting factors I found out about the story. And so I, I, assuming that he did know when he went there, his only concern was, is that, you know, Sarah was beautiful and of course i don't think at the time that uh that uh our, his great 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 grandfather um was around when he married sarah so he wouldn't have known or maybe he did know uh that he had married sarah but uh sarah was also his sister and that was probably known. And so, when he told him that Sarah was his sister, uh, he didn't challenge that because he already knew that, more than likely. But it wasn't until the Lord spoke to him and told him she's not only his sister but his wife that he was like, "No, wait a minute! <clears throat> no, no, no! What are you doing here? Why what would you, why would he lie to me like that?" See, so. <clears throat> So there's a lot here that's, um, you know, that's not mentioned in our word, but, you know, if we start digging and looking, uh, we can find those little bits and pieces that will probably put the story together. Um, let's see, um. There's one other thing I wanted to talk about, oh Sarah and <clears throat> Sarah and Hagar. so if they were friends at the time that they left um the uh, the d- disagreement and the arguing and fighting from what the story says didn't start occurring until the time when Hagar gave her over to. Uh, her husband, Abram, and that's really when the arguing and the strife back and forth took place. If you think about it, <clears throat> there was two uh, bad situations here because, um, first of all, she was a family member of of um, Abram. Um, she was Abram's family member, and, uh, she was entrusted, basically, to him, if that be the case. he was, She was entrusted to him. And here it is, his wife is telling him to sleep with her so that, uh, she can have a child. Uh, and I'm sure that, um... That was an awkward situation for Hagar, knowing that they are family members, um, maybe and maybe not. Maybe she she was okay with it, because that was the customs back then, and then again, maybe she wasn't. But in any case, it, the story does say that the problem with the auguring and the... Uh, discontent started during the time that uh, Sarah gave uh, Hagar to Abraham. So that's really what started the whole thing. And of course, um, at the end, uh, she was sent away. Now, an interesting thing about this, one of the stories says that, uh, Abraham took her to the wilderness with, uh, water and figs to eat, uh, and bread and left her there. And he went and stood behind the rocks for a while and watched her, um, and whereas another story just says that he sent her on her way, so it depends on which story you look at. Uh, the story in the Bible basically just says she sent, he sent her on her way, whereas the other story that I read said basically he saw her to the wilderness and then left her. <clears throat> But but then you have to think, well, why would he leave her in the desert that way? And the only thing you can come to mind is that um, he knew the Lord was going to take care of her. The Lord had already said that. And so he took her to a place where um, she could start over a new, fresh in a plane where there was nobody there but her and him and and they could regenerate uh or, or extend his king uh, extend his family line um because after all um the boy was his son and so this is one of the issues today uh with the Jews and the Muslims um one of the fights over the well, the water because um they were there they stake their claim to be there because of Ishmael being there and living there, however, if you read on in the Bible later on, after Abraham passes, it's interesting that uh, Isaac comes and he lives at the well. Um, and I'm assuming that his brother is nearby. So you, one would have to wonder about that the whole story, uh, you would think that it didn't really, uh, it did spill over into the sun somewhat, but they were older men at this point in time after their father had passed. And I think they, they realized, <clears throat> and for him to come back to the very area where his brother was located, uh you know you have to think, well, you know, um he loved his brother, you know, uh, and he wanted to be nearby, so I'm just gonna leave you with those thoughts tonight. um, I thought that it was most interesting some of the factors I have if if you think so too, or maybe you have something you'd like to add to this. Uh, something you found um please reach out to uh either call in or either send me a a message you can uh reach me at uh macmillan's Macmillan seventy five at gmail dot com that's um m c m i l l i o n s seventy five at gmail dot com or <clears throat> you can reach me at my uh at my uh u r l which is anchor dot f m slash l i n d a dash macmillan m c m i l l i a n dash nine again that's Anchor.fm slash l-i-n-d-a-m-c-m-i-l-l-i-a-n-dash-9. Okay, and those of you who'd like to donate or would like to sponsor, there's two buttons below on this page. Uh, You can push either one of those. And uh, they will give you the information that you're looking for. Okay, that is our program for today. Um, let's bow our heads and pray before we close out. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Almighty God, for this word that came forth today. We thank you, Lord, for watching over us, and we'd be reminded to continue to pray and lift you up and praise you, for you are the almighty God. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the blood of your Son over us, and we ask, Lord, that you continue to keep us in the right path. Continue to help us, Lord, to do the things that is right before you. And we thank you, Father, for your love and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, that is our program for today. Good evening and God bless.